allies welcome to gtfo I, I haven't done one of these for a while um when did you last do one you did Simon, it I don't think I did. I think I was away somewhere. I have a feeling I was away somewhere. Oh, no, me and Erin. Me and Erin did it. Oh, how could I have forgotten that one? Yes, and, you're right. So, been... Go on. No, it's been a long time since I was last on. It is, because you've been on holiday, haven't you? I have been on holiday, yes. And yeah. I've been very busy doing various things, not just holiday things. Yeah. Busy things. Busy things. Oh, well, I mean, we're always busy, aren't we, to be fair? There's, there's never a day goes by when we're not. But anyway, um, we are here. Welcome to GTFO. This is Grow Traffic's fortnightly Facebook Live session. It also goes up on our YouTube channel. It also goes out as a podcast, so you can consume the content in any way that you like. So first of all, introductions. My name is Rachel from Grow Traffic, uh, one of the directors, and uh, yeah, lots of other things going on. Simon Dolly. Who are you? I am Simon Dowie. I Dowie. I am a director of Grow Traffic Two and various other things. Mm. So you're the main boss of Grow Traffic, apparently, aren't you? Well, you know, it is my idea. It was my idea. <laughs> you know, yes, my we idea, found out. My fault. You know, I have to. I'm the savior of the business. All that type of thing. Yes, the main yeah. boss. We found out this week that lots of people mistakenly think that Dally is the boss um, <coughs> and Hannah and I just work for him. But um, we've put them right. We've put them right, haven't we? Um, so, Sam and Dally. To be fair, Rachel, that's how I think about things as well. So. Well, exactly. This is the point. This is exactly how you think about it. And that's what you tell everybody. And then everybody believes you. And because Hannah and I got, got bored of, of correcting you, we've we've let it mistakenly let this uh, this rumour fester. But anyway, we're going to correct it now. So uh, I'm the boss. I started it. I do all the work uh, and everybody else works for me. So there we go. <laughs> um, anyway, Dally, <laughs> tell me one good thing that happened to you this week. Well, this is not digital marketing related, but digital marketing, building a digital marketing business has facilitated this. This week, we got three pigs. Yeah, three. little piggly wigglies. We've got three cooney cooney pigs, which are pigs from New Zealand. Well, they came from they came from about half a mile up the road, but but originally yeah, they've they've from skipped in somewhere, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, we've got a, we've got a few acres of land here. So there was um, a lady up in the the other end of the village who, uh, unfortunately, is, is separated from her husband and was getting having to get rid of all her animals. And she got a shout out. I said, Rachel's always wanted a pig since she was little. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. So oh, if my if my nanny could see me now. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there we go. There we go. Pigs, good things. Now, the other good thing that's happened to Go Traffic this week is that we have been pitching so we've been uh we've been putting ourselves on a, a plan for uh, accelerated growth here at grow traffic so uh, those of you who know us will know that the business has grown in size over the last few week uh, few years we've taken on new staff we've been going after bigger and better clients uh, but coming out of the pandemic it's been it's been tough for us as it has been for every other business and so we wanted to put us 
put a strategy in place that would enable us to grow. And we've been working with a mentor and we've been doing some training and all sorts of different things to, to build the business better and to make us better as directors as well. Um, and one of the things that came out of this was this opportunity to do a new type of, um, it's sort of networking, it's sort of uh, lead gen, it's sort of a cross between all of those. But essentially, we went and pitched to five big companies, bigger, biggest companies we've ever really pitched to before. Um, don't know too much about it yet, so we can't sort of reveal too much about how it went. But in the process of doing that, we have learned some things about pitching your business. And so we thought, well, this is a good opportunity to come on and share some of our learnings because these these sessions, they're not, they're not just us like telling people how to do things. Everything that we talk about in these sessions the things that we've actually done ourselves, aren't they, Dali? The things that we've put into practice in our business or on our website or with our digital marketing strategies or for our clients, the things that we found that have worked and we're, we're, we're sharing knowledge rather than just telling people what to do. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's it's not just this week, you know, we have had some amazing pictures this week, but, you know, as, as a business owner, we all, or as business owners, we all have to, have to pitch our business we all have to sell you know it's, it's uh, especially as, as as a business is growing you have to kind of be front and center and and pushing the business out there so you've got to learn how to how to how to do that in various different ways and and mm. um it's a skill that you've got to kind of hone over time I, I i think that's a really important point it is it's absolutely a skill that you hone over time and every single time that we pitch i mean going into these ones this week we've said if we get no new business out of it you know we'll have had the experience we'll have learned a lot every pit, business pitch that we've done in the past we've learned something from it and as you say whether it's you know standing up at a networking meeting doing your 60 second pitch or whether it's going specifically to talk in front of a business that have invited you there or whatever you know every single one of those has has taught us something and refined it. And obviously our business has changed and it's grown and, and we've grown as, as directors, as business owners. So it I've is grown constantly the main changing. director. Yeah, yeah, you're the big boss, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I always absolutely. was, Rara, let's be honest. <clears throat> like I said to Hannah, we're all equal, but just some are more equal than some others. Some are more equal than others. This is very true. Uh, so anyway, without further ado, let's go into our five top tips for pitching your business. So these are things that, that we have learned this week um, and they're quite general, but but here we go. Hopefully they'll help you with uh, pitching your business as well. So number one, uh, we've, we've put as our first top tip, choose wisely. Now, sometimes you don't always get the, the opportunity to choose who you're pitching to. Sometimes a company will come along or a prospective client will come along and they will ask you to pitch and it's too good an opportunity to say no. Sometimes you're at a networking event, as I said, and you know, the people you're pitching to are those who are in the room. You haven't, you haven't chosen them or invited them. But if you have got the opportunity to choose, you know, between maybe a couple of pitches or decide whether you're going to go for a tender or whatever, it, it really is an idea, you know, just to, to be a little bit strategic in how you choose how you're going to do that. As we said before, every pitch is a learning opportunity. But by the same token, they take quite a lot of time. You've got to think about what you're going to say and put your plan together and all the rest of it. So you don't want to be wasting those opportunities, essentially. Dali, how, how would you how would you advise businesses to to choose who they're going to pitch to? Well, I think that it it depends on the process that you're going through, of course. Um, 
So you, you're going to want some kind of uh, marketing qualification process, some kind of sales qualification process. You know, you, if you're getting a lot of leads coming in, a lot of inquiries, then you can start to weight all those different inquiries based on um, how they align to your target market um, and, and, and how that plays out with the audience. So I think that one of the things that, that we learned with a few different clients during lockdown and it's it, this is a this is a kind of sales skill and it's a growing your business skill as well is learning to say thanks but no thanks you know there's something not right about uh we we you know there's, there's a there's a, an issue between the way that you operate the way that we operate we know we won't be a good fit and yeah. so it's it's about enabling those um those kind of leads that come in maybe not to go to pitch stage you know you you might send them some information about about your business you might send them a price list or a brochure but you won't bang beat down their door to sit in front of them and try and sell to them or try and pitch mm. you know the idea to them there and oh the business there to there and then to them one of the things that I think is really beneficial in this, actually, and, and this is where sort of networking, business networking, we've we've talked before about how Grow Traffic has benefited from business networking groups, different ones and stuff. But one of the, the, the ways of this is that it enables you to build up that network of other companies and agencies and freelancers and, and other people that you can work with. So very often, you know, we always say we're, we're a digital marketing agency, but with an SEO focus so you know we our we really only want clients whose primary goal is to build the traffic to their website if they just want a facebook campaign we could do that but actually probably it's not the best fit for us because the you know we we want to use a facebook campaign to get traffic onto the website so we in that case in that instance we need a good network of people around us who we can pass those people onto because you don't want to say like no go away you're not right for us you do want to help people we want to build relationships we don't ever want to burn bridges but having somebody else where you could say actually i think you would just talk to this person because this person just does marketing strategies or this person just does social media or this person just builds websites they would be a better fit for what you're looking for and it, and part of learning how and when to do that it's a little bit sort of learning yourself as you go along but also it's a little bit about confidence as well isn't it yeah and and I, I mean, I, I can think about various scenarios where I've not got it right, you know, and thinking back at the way that I've, I've kind of hand, handled things in the past, uh, where perhaps I've let things die rather than kind of communicated and passed them on to other people and things like that. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a skill, isn't it? And it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's been strategic, I suppose, is the, is. Yeah. And it, it Strategic is the key. Your, yeah, yeah you, it's part of your marketing and sales strategy. Mm. So one of the things we did when we're talking about being strategic this week was where we were we got the opportunity to pitch to five companies, but we were sent the briefs that 10 companies had sent in. All 10 of them were looking for an SEO agency and they'd put a little bit of information in about the type of company they wanted to work with, how they wanted to work and what they were looking for specifically. So, you know, backlink building, content strategy, whatever it might be. So one of the things that we did was was go through that and be quite ruthless and say, 
you know, okay, well, this company, you know, they're a big company, actually, you know, big, well-known brand name. It would be really nice to have them under our belt to pitch them. But in reality, I don't think we would be the right fit for them. We, we might start a relationship that then they would be unhappy or we would be and it wouldn't work. And that's not beneficial for anybody. So we were really strict about, is it going to be a cultural fit? Does the way that we work, you know, how often we report back, how we work primarily via sort of email and WhatsApp messages and, and online systems and things, is that going to work for somebody? Are, gonna, are they going to want a, a weekly face-to-face meeting in London, for example, which just would be, you know, cumbersome for us to facilitate? And then again, you know, what skill sets are they looking for from us? And are they our strengths? Are they, can we add value to those companies if we start working for them? And we whittled it down to five. And even then one of those we sort of put in there as a wild card, really four we were we were confident we would be a good fit for. And one of them we were like, let's just give it a shot. So, you know, a, again, back to, um, you know, choose wisely. Don't, don't waste your pitches because, as I say, they take a bit of work. Okay. Um, so tip number one, choose your pitches wisely. Tip number two, be prepared to be flexible. So, what I mean by this one is like we we went into this pitch. We knew each one was 20 minutes. I did a little slideshow presentation. But but for this one, actually, they had um, ticked on the brief document that we'd got from from the companies to say what they wanted. They could say either they wanted a conversational pitch, a presentation pitch or a, or a mix of both. And, and some of them had said, you know, various ones that tick different things so I did a presentation just a really short one five slides that's all it had in it but I was prepared to go in and not do that presentation basically I was prepared to just go in and chat to people and have a conversation so I mean have you ever found this Dally where you've had to throw out your plan the minute you got in the room or anything um yeah plenty of times I think that you you know you're fortunate in terms of your in terms of the way that this the process works that that we've kind of been through this week that you get some indication about what's going on beforehand you know sometimes you get approached by somebody who who isn't really that knowledgeable about what um what the company wants or needs um will give you some information and give you a bit of a bum steer and so all the prep work you've done could be wrong um i remember once actually you'll remember this rachel but um we were doing we were talking i mean this wasn't a pitch but it was kind of a a conversation about a new website that we committed to building and um i knew this guy was in a certain certain business um in a in a trade uh so i went in started talking to him about building the website for his business that I know he runs and he looked at me, I could see his face completely blank faced. And then when he started talking to me, he, what he actually wanted was a website to be built for his part-time business. Um, but somewhere in the kind of communication that hadn't, that hadn't come across. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really important because, you know, uh, the, the point here is ask, people what are they going to want you know be really upfront. like I say when we got the briefs through for these pitches we've most, re- most recently done they had ticked which what what style of presentation they would like what style of pitch they would like 
But I still asked them at the beginning of the conversation. I said, you know, I've got a small presentation. You know, how would you like, how would you best like me to present to you? Would you like me to just talk to you? And then you ask me questions. Do you want to ask me questions from the beginning? Have you got some specific things that you'd like me to cover? Uh, and even if you're, you know, you can do that at the point that you go into the pitch, but also do it before you get there. Don't be afraid to ask those questions of who's going to be in the room. You know, how best do you consume information? What best would, you know, do you want me to just come and chat to you? Do you want me to have a presentation? Do you want me to send you the presentation before I come to you? Be really upfront with people about how they are going to want you to pitch to them because then you can make sure you're not going in there. The worst thing is going in there, doing a 20 minute presentation and boring the pants off people when actually you're just telling them stuff that they already know about your business because they've probably done a bit of research anyway. So don't be afraid to ask those questions, but also still be prepared that when you get in the room, you might have to throw all of that out the window. So just make sure you sort of know all of your options beforehand. Yeah. One, one of the other things that, that's kind of handy to think about as well is um, even even now, even though we, we've gone through covid We've kind of learned as a business community to uh, do much more kind of online meetings. There's still a lot of people out there who that initial meeting, they, they want a face-to-face meeting. They want to understand the chemistry, whether whether something, whether you're going to work together, whether, whether there's just a good fit, a good feel. Um, and that's something that a lot of people don't feel they can get from um, – a zoom meeting or a teams meeting so mm. just just bear bear that in mind as well natural ordinarily we we try and put people on zoom meetings to start off with but um quite a few people do then say actually can we have a face to face I must admit, this was the this was the one thing that I felt the way that we've pitched this week. It was five pitches uh, on Zoom over two days, um, and there was something lacking. You're right; you cannot quite build up that rapport with somebody. There were a couple of people. Uh, that we had really good rapport with, had some really good conversations. There were others where it was just slightly harder because we were on Zoom and you couldn't just go in and have a chat with somebody. And also, the 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 downsides of Zoom were that that we weren't there with other companies. We didn't know who we were up against. We didn't know who else was pitching, what else they were saying, you know. So you were it was very siloed and isolated. And actually, sometimes having those conversations with other agencies, our competitors, if you like would have been just as useful potentially as as meeting with the the client so yeah there's there's benefits uh pluses and minuses to both ways aren't there but again ask ask the client what which what form is going to be best for them okay so number one choose wisely choose who you're going to pitch to carefully and make sure you're not wasting your time number two be prepared to be flexible and be prepared to throw everything out the window at the last minute Number three, get the right people in the room. And sometimes, so what I mean by this one is on, you know, on both sides, make sure the people who are pitching from your company are the right people that should be there. But also make sure that, or, you know, you have less control over this, but try and make sure the people who you've got in the room on the other side are the right people as well. Again, don't be afraid to ask the question are the decision makers in the room? Because if you're pitching to the people and then they've got to go away and have a conversation with their 
line managers, bosses, CEOs, whatever, you don't know that they are going to sell you with the same enthusiasm that you can sell you. So it's always better to get the decision makers in the room straight away so that you're then not giving it your all and, and that's not getting passed on and diluted. But in terms of what you can control from your own business as well, you know, make sure you've got the people in the room who are pitching to these companies who have got the relevant experience, who know about the things that you're going to need to chat about. So, for example, if you've got a certain sector, have you got a member of your team who's worked in that sector before who could bring a little bit of sector experience or knowledge that's going to make you look good? Have you got somebody that's worked on a campaign that's very similar to the one that they're asking for? If so, get them in the room. Have you got somebody who's really good at talking? Obviously, if it's just you and you're the only person in your business, then fine but maybe you've got a, a colleague or somebody you've worked with or an associate who you can bring in who can help you and just be there to back you up and to support you Dali what have you found with this one about getting getting the right people in the room um it's a it's an interesting one from a from a we're obviously we're a, a digital marketing agency so we can speak to business owners in smaller businesses and just tends to be the business owner that, that deals with a lot of the marketing. As businesses get bigger, that that kind of role, that function gets passed to other people. Eventually, uh, a marketing manager will come in and, or marketing assistant or somebody like that will start dealing with it. But a marketing manager ordinarily wouldn't be the person that will make the decision it would still be the business owner so you've got to understand that then you start to get to if a business is growing a bit more maybe you get to a head of marketing who's much more likely to be able to make a decision um but it really depends on how um the company's structured the personality and thought processes of the um the business owner or the c-suite um, so you've really got to kind of get into that and try and understand the the way that decisions happen. And one of the things that in our industry, anyway, when talking to marketers, and I'm sure this is the same in a lot of other industries, but if you ask somebody outright, are you the decision maker? Generally, they'll say, yes, I'm the decision mm -hmm. maker. Um, so it's about teasing that out of them and, and you know, to try and determine if they can make all these decisions, you know, it, it's it's more like who who else should we bring into this? Who else needs to be, you know, contributing to to towards thinking about this? Um, mm. Questions like that will help you to, and it's it's just softer. It's just um, a bit less of, uh, you know, it's it's a bit easier for somebody to say actually, if we bring the MD in as well, because he'll be really interested about this, rather than saying, oh, do you make the decisions? Yes. All the, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I get we we I know this from the sort of experience of the other side of it. So, for example, you know, uh, we've we've been looking for a new supplier for X. You know, Hannah will go networking at, at her uh, business groups in in Yorkshire. I'll go networking at mine in Lancashire. You'll do yours. Maybe we'll all have met a person that can do X that can provide it. We then come back to our management meeting and you can't get that across to somebody. You've just got to go, right, well, this is what they offered. They can do this. They can do that. It's going to be this price. You can say, like, I really liked them. I thought we'd be a good fit, blah, blah, blah. But, but you know, if I'm feeding that back to you or Hannah, that means nothing to you. Two. You're just looking at the cold, hard facts. And so we had this with one of the pitches um, yesterday, actually. Actually, you know, we, we got on quite well with the guy that we were talking to, built up a rapport, 
fed him, you know, everything that he was asking for. We answered his questions and stuff. And then he said, right, I've now got to take this back to my team. It's not in my hands. You know, I'll feed back what you've said to me. And instantly you just know, well, that, you know, everything that all of that rapport that we've built up is pointless because he's never, never going to be able to convey that to the people that that are selling it. He's just going to go back and give them the plain hard facts of they've done this, they've worked in this sector and they've done this for this client. That's that's all that's going to get passed on. So, yeah, it's really important. Try and get as many decision makers in the room as you possibly can. Okay. Also, also, um, the other point, the other side of it, which you've mentioned is the people that you bring with you. Um, yeah. And generally, this week excluded, really, generally, the three of us will go into different sales meetings based on the type of business that it is. We, we all mm-hmm. kind of know that we pitch to, I don't know, different, like you, you will generally go into small businesses, I suppose, and you, you, you know, you understand that you, you have, you, you're able to strike that rapport really quickly. I quite often go into kind of, head of marketing level type conversations. So we, we all we all work with with different people. And then, and also, I suppose, you know, it depends if you've got salespeople, maybe some salespeople work better with one type of, uh, one type of um, executive than another. It's just about mm. considering things Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. And, and this will be a little bit as well about that sussing out at the beginning, you know, having as many conversations with the person who you're arranging the pitch with as you possibly can so that you can try and figure out who's going to be in the room. Because you're right, you know, there's also, there's an element of sexism. So sometimes, you know, you are better pitching to bigger businesses because they're going to buy more your, into your credibility as a man better than they're going to buy into our credibility as women. So uh, and, and to... my credibility is the main boss. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, but often, you know, with, with particularly sort of female-led businesses, it's better sending Hannah or I in because, as you say, we can build up that rapport immediately. We can get that friendship level. We know how to talk to them. So, yeah, it, it, again, try and get as much information as you can before you pitch about who you're going to be pitching to so you can make sure you've got the right people in the room. I'm going to move us on. So, number one, choose wisely. Don't, don't be wasting your pitches on people who aren't going to be a right fit for you anyway. Number two, be prepared to be flexible. Uh, Number three, get the right people in the room. As much as it's under your control, make sure you've got the right people doing the pitching. Number four, be relevant. And this is this is one of the key things, you know, especially we found this this week, you know, our pitches were 20 minutes long. We haven't got time to waffle on about Grow Traffics does this and we stand for that and we believe in this. And this is who we've got. You know, you've got to just get straight to the point. You've got to think of put yourself in the shoes of the person listening to you. What do they most need to hear from you? What what do they care about? They don't care about what a nice, you know, fluffy company you are, blah, blah, blah. They care about, are you going to be able to do what they are looking for somebody to do? So tr- again, have those conversations beforehand. If you can get a brief, get a brief, but try and figure out what are you going to be looking for? And then make sure you are tailoring your pitch so that you are answering those questions and meeting those needs. And looking at things as well you know like relevant case studies again past experience in that sector or similar types of websites I mean it's there's nothing worse is the dally than when somebody's just waffling on about bollocks just like I am now yeah <laughs> not at all um yeah there's, there's nothing worse than that I shut off like I just did then um yeah. 
So what was he going to say? So yeah, it's it's also about understanding the objectives of the the people that you're pitching to as well, and you can you can start to understand this when you talk to people based on the function, um, the scale of the business, uh, and and also just when you have those conversations, those initial conversations, and start to understand what's important to them. Um, if you're speaking to a brand manager, for example, then you're probably not going to talk about direct acquisition kind of reporting and things like that because a brand manager is thinking about the cumulative impact of activity. Um, similarly, if you're talking to a digital marketing manager, then you probably don't want to talk to them too much about PR and um, and, and and kind of some of the other things that they may consider, or brand stuff, things that they may consider to be quite woolly. Yeah, it's actually, I just want to re-emphasize that point. That's really important because it's not just about meeting the objectives that they've set out to sort of their business goals. It, it does depend, you know, what are the roles of the people in the room? Because one of the things that we found, one of the, a couple of times we were talking to, people who were responsible for SEO or digital marketing even. Um, and we could be really specific with them. We didn't need to do the preamble. We, you know, we could go straight in and say, all right, these are your these are your concerns. This is what we can do for you and how we can help. Whereas for some time, some of them, we were just talking to a sales manager. We were just talking to, you know, a, a general but one of them was um, like head of global development or something, whatever the hell that business title means. So again, you know, there you had to sort of start a step back and you sort of justifying why he needs it in the first place. So again, the more information you can get beforehand about who you're going to be speaking to, that will help you plan what you need to say and how you need to say it and the things that you're going to talk about. And again, though, still be prepared to throw that all out the window when you get in there because they might ask completely different questions. Definitely. Mm. Okay, marvellous. Right, well, there we go. Number one, choose wisely. Don't waste your pitches. Number two, be prepared to be flexible. Prepare as much as you possibly can, but be prepared to throw it out the window as soon as you get in the room. Number three, get the right people in the room. Try and get the decision makers from their side and try and get the people who've got the correct experience and knowledge and everything else from your side. Number four, be relevant. Provide them with case studies that are relevant to their business. Be specific. Find out what their objectives are and, and really address those. Don't just go in there and waffle. And number five, learn from the experience, which is, you know, sounds obvious, Dali, but, but how and why do you learn from the experience? Um, I mean, every, every, every time you do this, the pitching, you should be trying to get a bit better about it. So um, there's something that I like doing that, that I'm, I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully here there's something that I like doing that perhaps you don't like doing which is kind of back briefing after the meeting you know having once once a meeting's happened then having a phone call about the meeting and saying you know what worked what didn't work what do you think what could we do better next time do you know um, what I've learned Dali it, it, it's just you that I hate doing that with because me and Roberto did that. So me and Roberto have done the pitches the, all this week. And after every single one, we jumped straight on the phone and said, what, 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 how did that go? What did you like about that one? What, what are we doing next time? You know, how could we have done that better? Well, so well, it turns well, out it's just, just you I get really annoyed with. Well, you and I are still, still after what, what, what is it now? It's, um, 
it's eight years of working together. We are still figuring that out. We're, you know, yeah. we're getting there, though. We're getting there. You know, um, and and I understand how you'd you'd feel like that when you're communicating with your big boss. It must be very intimidating for you. Oh, shut up! <laughs> this is how this is how these rumors get concreted. <laughs> Go on, keep going. Right. Um, well, let's let's hurry on because I've got a meeting in half an hour. So let's keep going. Yes. Yeah. Well, so it's yeah, I mean, that's exactly it, isn't it? You know, absolutely. Try and learn from it. If you know, obviously, if you get the pitch, brilliant. If you don't don't win the business, ask the client, ask the person that you've pitched to if they can give you some feedback, and ask them to be specific because they they they're. they're their, you know, their default response is just going to be, oh, yeah, you were great. It just you weren't just the right fit at that time. So go back to them and say, I, you know, I appreciate that. But please, I'd like to learn from the experience. Can you please be really honest with me about why you didn't choose us? You know, was it something to do with the way that we pitched? Did we not answer your questions? You know, just push them. They might be too busy. They might not have time. They might just want to move on. In that case, that's fine. But if you can get feedback, try and get feedback. The other thing is, as we've just said, you know, talk Talk to the other people that you were in the pitch with and ask them, what did you think? You know, what what went well for you? What could we do better next time? You know, maybe let's let's cut it short and don't be precious. If people give you feedback, it's really important that you, you know, take a step back and, and are able to, to accept that feedback and take it as constructive criticism and, and learn from it rather than just being really defensive and saying, well, I did my best and the job is they're lost. They're just stupid. You know, just try and learn from it and try and be a little bit less sensitive about things. It's hard. Everybody hates taking criticism, but you've, you've just got to try and do it, haven't you? Because that's the only way you're going to get better. And as we said at the beginning, you know, all of this is a learning process, a learning curve. We've learned a lot in the last week, but also if we look at how we pitch the business now compared to how we were pitching it even two years ago, you know, it, it's completely different, isn't it? It is, yeah. Okay, so five top tips for pitching your business. Number one, choose wisely who you're going to pitch to. Obviously, you don't always have a choice, but if you do, if you have a choice, make sure they're going to be a good fit for you and it's going to be a good client. Otherwise, you're just wasting a load of time and effort that, that you don't need and, and, and setting yourself up for rejection, which hurts. Number two, be prepared to be flexible. So have everything ready, have your presentation ready, have your facts and figures and stats and everything ready to go, but be prepared to be flexible and ask them, ask the people you're pitching to, how best do you want me to pitch to you? Number three, get the right people in the room. On their side, get the decision makers. On your side, get the people who've got the experience, who are going to bring the energy, who are going to represent you in a, in a good light. Number four, be relevant. So be relevant to the company you're pitching to and to what they want from you. Be specific about how you're going to help them and how much it's going to cost them and how long it's going to take them. And then if you can bring case studies and other relevant uh, experience, then, then show that to them. And then number five, learn from the experience. Even if it is a rejection, it's all a learning curve. It builds your confidence. It, it improves what you say at the next pitch. You know, again, if you can get feedback, get feedback because it really will help you. But basically, Basically, be brave. Just go out and pitch. You know, it, there, there is nothing to lose apart from maybe a few hours and a little bit of worry. But, you know, you're only going to win those bigger businesses if you get out there and pitch to them. Because otherwise, you know, it doesn't just magically come to you. Simon Daly, final thought. Um, I, th I think that being strategic is important uh, at the start of the process and then 
you become more reactive as you go through the process. I think that's the that's the key thing. And and right right to the end, you know, um where where you said, you know, don't don't be precious because um this will every experience will enable you to improve your pitching process. Um and it is a it is a kind of process, isn't it? Even though I, I always say that I don't do processes, you know, that's for lesser bosses obviously, but Of course, yes. <laughs> Dear me. Uh, okay, well, my final thought then is, um, you know, if it, it, these are not always pleasant and everybody gets nervous about them and everybody worries about pitching and am I going to say the right thing and what happens if I freeze and all the rest of it? If you really, really can't do it and you hate talking in front of people and you think that you genuinely will let yourself and your business down if you do it, ask somebody else this again is where having a good network of people is really good there will be people who you network with who you've worked with people who you can um, lean on who will come into the pitch with you and some people will even do it for you so you know ask around don't feel like you have to do it all by yourself and get that get those right people in the room but whatever you know just just be brave and do it because as I say your business won't grow if you don't do it okay that's it thank you very much thank you Simon Daly thank you very um, much Big boss signing up. Oh, jeez, you're very welcome. If you have watched this live, thank you very much. If you are watching it on Catch Up, please do still leave us a comment or ask us a question because we will see it. If you are listening to this on a podcast, then please rate us and subscribe and tell your friends and all the rest of it. And if you are watching it on YouTube, then subscribe below, guys. Um, and also leave us a comment because we will answer it. That's it. We are out. We will be back in two weeks' time. And I haven't done the content calendar, so I don't know what we'll be talking about. But it will no doubt be exciting. That's Wave, it. Simon Daly. Daly out. <laughs>